Hey guys, just quick announcement before this episode happens. Uh, we have started moving all our Backbone Sunday Sessions episodes over to its own channel. So if you have an iPhone, have an Android, you're coming off the Apple Podcast or Stitcher or whatever it is, uh, do yourself a favor, type in Backbone Sunday Sessions into the search bar. This uh, this episode will come up on a different channel. This is where you should subscribe to because all future episodes will be coming on that channel only. I'm putting this as a disclaimer for anybody who has listened to our previous episodes and enjoys them. And especially it's mainly due to us not wanting it to be lumped in with a Premier League podcast because we feel like those two are such on opposite ends of the scale and we can finally, you know, go out and have these on separate platforms. So if anybody does enjoy the Backbone Sunday sessions and doesn't enjoy that, it's perfect for you. And do yourself a favor because every future episode, every Sunday, we will be putting up a show. So if you guys want to keep updated, if you guys enjoy what we're doing, please go over to the Backbone Sunday sessions channel on its own. I'll leave a link down to the in the uh, description of this so you can go straight to it. Uh, thank you, guys. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Backbone Sunday Session Christmas Eve Edition. My name is Nick Brown, Frowny Brown, from Frowny Brown Town. It's a beautiful time to be alive. We've upgraded from the beers. We've upgraded from VB, Furphy, Great Northern. They're all shit because we're drinking uh, some lovely scotch today, Nathan Custison, who I'm joined with. Well blended Black Douglas, Nick. It's, it was time. It's Christmas time. we gotta, we got to celebrate what is Christmas and it's another week. Another, For us. Another week. It's never going to gonna stop this show, even though by popular demand it should stop. We've yeah, got a lot true. to talk about today, Nathan. We're going to talk a little bit more about Unify. Wanker of the Week is back. We're talking about download and uh, this Australian edition, of course, compared to Soundway, which is a big topic. I'm really excited about that. We're reviewing Ask Alexandria, Tonight Alive, Unpopular Opinion is back, as it will never leave, of course, and The Throwback. It's a jam-packed show, as always. Massive show up and... My God, Nick, we've got a few songs to listen to today, which I'm actually scared to play on the, the radio. <laughs> on the on the show, sorry. I, I wish we were on the radio. That's okay. No, we hate the radio. Fuck the radio. Wait for the asking song. It's going to be gorgeous. This is the, this is the anti-radio. We're going to obviously start. We're going to go back to our original structure because, you know, this is a... Uh, simpler show. Simpler show, this yes. one. Uh, it's a beautiful time because we've only got a couple of things to review and it shows that how much we can just yap on about nothing. Nathan, Christ. Which is the best part of it. Are you in the Christmas spirit before we get, get going? Well, not really after going to Fountain Gate yesterday and being demolished by millions and millions of people in the, the store there. Isn't that the Christmas spirit? Oh, there's a spirit there and I actually saw a, a Santa Claus with um kids lining up to get photos and all I could think of was, did he have a flask of like Jack Daniels or something? <laughs> Bad, Bad Santa, Santa style. That's all I could think about when I see those Santa Clauses uh, now. It's ruined It's ruined our childhood. Oh, it's and, it's and classical. We uh, we're going to start the Spotlight Band. Uh, this is a band originally from Adelaide. Uh, we played shows from back in the day. Our favourite show that we ever played, I remember this vividly, well at least my favourite show, uh, we played with Blind Eye, it was Viper Love, it was Drive Time Commute, and then it was the headliners, 
which was Pride Lands, who we're gonna who we're gonna Christ. spotlight. It was a beautiful beautiful show, one of our favourites. And uh, these guys actually, I checked their Facebook. They haven't done anything since August, so I'm ve- I'm oh, a bit geez. scared. They are. They released an EP, a really great EP. It was in uh, in 2015. They released two songs in 2016. Natives is the EP in 15 as well. And we're gonna play one of these songs, Nathan. You know what? I, I go on. I'm all, I'm always gonna go straight for an unpopular opinion. Different oh, one. I don't like when bands put uh, songs that I don't understand what the fuck the title's called. What, how do you pronounce this song? Matt, seriously, uh, coalesce. I'm gonna go coalesce. Coalesce. Yeah, I had to. I had to YouTube how to pronounce it, and even after I listened to it 14 times, I still couldn't understand how to pronounce the fucking thing. But this is a really great song. I was released in 2016. I really hope that they do have something planned for next year because they haven't done anything in 2017, yeah. really, like music-wise. They've done a few shows, of course, but you know, it'd be cool to see them do uh do some new music because they're they're one of those bands that I always thought had the uh, the it factor. But they this did. is Pride Lands. They this do. is coalesce.
That, of course, is Pryland with Coalesce. I'm going to try that again. I'm never going to get that fucking song right, Dave. But, uh, what did you think of that one? Yeah, I know you used to, uh, you've heard that song before, but you probably haven't heard it in a while, have you? I haven't heard that in a while, but you can tell they're very heavily influenced by architects, the way they like musically. It's very architects and um, very, very good vocalist, that guy, yes. as um, we've seen live. So they're one of those bands, Nick Brown, one of those local bands that like have the ability like to play live and also record well, which yeah. is a big thing that we go on. And um, hopefully next year, like you say, they can actually play a few gigs around um, like Melbourne again. If they could play on an Invasion Fest, hopefully next year, that'd be a great band for that. Like they're a perfect option, I reckon. I think uh, I look at the, uh, the vocals and I kind of get a bit of a like Moffs to Flames kind of feel to it. I think that the clean singer is really great. We always go on about good clean singers because they're like they're very hit and miss with all these bands. How many how many good bands have been ruined by really bad clean singers? Like Leonard's Wake, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's Amity like a hit and miss with their singing. I, I want to yeah. ask you like these guys recently. Uh, the last time I saw them was when North Lane did their regional tour. Yes, they they, uh, they were the opening act for them. They had a really jealous. Bad, they had a really bad sound. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, so uh, it was uh, a bit harsh. I was a bit harsh on them, but they uh, they changed up when we played with them a few years ago. They had one vocalist and their clean singer played the bass. Now, yep. now they have two vocalists. The, the bassist doesn't play bass he anymore. Said this, and he, yeah. Yeah, and he's now, do you think that's a good idea? I've always no. been a fan. Yeah, I like the uh, the traditional kind of screamer and the singer playing bass because it, it looks a bit congested up on the stage now to me. Yeah, hundred percent. It's like when you see um Hacktivist Life with the the two guys at the front. Like when one's singing, it's fine, but when like the other guys just standing there. It's kind of awkward, like mm. especially if you're not a really, really big band and you don't really know the words or like, you don't really know the parts up and coming. But yeah, kind of is a little bit awkward on the stage, Nick, with two vocalists. No matter who you are, yeah, it's, it's very unless you're a massive band, you could probably unless just you got get a high band. Yeah, like unless you're person. like rappers, yeah. probably get away with it a bit yeah. more than bands. But bands kind of struggle because they don't really know what the fuck to do yeah. when they're uh, when they're, when it's not their part. It's a tough game. That, that's why you play bass. That's why, that's, exactly. that's why you play bass because it gives you something. to well, do. Well, ninety percent of clean singers that do like that are bassists. So because it's not it's not hard to play bass. Exactly. It's called bass for a reason. Can't spell basic without bass. Oh mate. god. <laughs> Now, even Unified Timetable got yes. Uh, this was a week and a half ago. We actually missed, we missed this it. because I, it didn't pop up in my timeline. I don't know why. I usually you first first thing that comes out in Unified yes. will pop up in my timeline straight away, and it came out on the Friday before we did the Sunday show last week. Couldn't really fit it in anyway with no, the award show. God no, God no. But it was just one of those things where I was like, "What the fuck's going on? Yeah. Why, why aren't I getting notified of this?" Uh, I look at this. Bloody hell! I look at this timetable, Nathan. Go and, on, and it just proves what we kind of already knew. This lineup's very thin. Hello, it is really thin, isn't? Mm. It's just like I'm looking through and I'm going, especially that Saturday, like, you know, there's 20 minute sit sets running up until, <laughs> uh, let's see, running up until four o'clock in the afternoon. And they're, they're all 20 minute sets. There's so like, that's our drinking time, man. Uh, Is that what you're saying? There's about eight bands. There's eight <laughs> bands. First eight bands are all playing 20 minutes. It's just very odd to me. Like, I, I don't know if that's a sign of a, a weak lineup or maybe they're just trying to put more bands on. I, I don't know. What do you, what's your take from that? Yeah. Well, they're definitely trying to cram pack it like with as many bands as they can. Like the first year we went... It was really, really good. We, we picked our moments. Like, that's what you do when you see a, a, a timetable at Unify. You pick your moments. You're like, yeah, I want to see those guys. The rest of the time, you're going to be at the campsite or mingling or buying a T-shirt or figuring out what you want to do. But for this lineup and this timetable, 
it's a hell of a lot of time for us to be drinking and looking at shit and doing stupid stuff. I'm looking at the timetable personally, and I'm, I'm looking at it going, okay, yep. okay. The first band that come on, Mirrors don't really care. Sienna yep. Skies, no. Yep. Balhaven, like yeah. The we biggest, might go check him. I'd go check him. Yeah, just because they're like they'll be the first band, of the first bands of the day. You're more likely to check Wash out the first bands. Will be there. He'll be there for sure. He'll oh, absolutely he'll be go. in the middle of that. But then there's at least a little bit of period for me. Uh, Knock loose, Polaris, and Fifty Lines. I'm really excited for Fifty Lines. Actually, yeah. I've been I've been jamming them out. They're just like a, a cool version of D's Nuts and D's Nuts are cool enough as it is yeah. and then but then for me it's just a massive gap until Architects and Parkway it, again it's like I'm, I'm not seeing anyone if I want to like if I actually had to choose bands I really yep. want to see until 4.30 and then it's 6.50 to about 10.30 that's my gap like I've got so much time so what I, I, I'm, I'm not going to know what to do I know I'm going to have too much I'll be so plastered I won't be able to get to the fucking <laughs> arena I'll get lost it's true you will hey, do you want to go through what we got like for the Friday and the Saturday what who, who's playing yeah do you want to go through them okay yeah, yeah. I'll go through the start so we've yep. got Mirrors, mirrors starting up. Uh, Sienna Skies. Yep. Well, give me one word to describe each one. Why okay. not? Mirrors. Meh. <laughs> Sienna Skies. No. Bellhaven. Yeah. Knock Loose. Yeah. Polaris. Oh, for sure. 50 Lines. Check them. Behind Crimson Eyes. Meh. Four Years Strong. Yeah. Tonight Alive. No. Architects. 100%. Parkway. Yep. And then we got on the Saturday, we got Dreg. <laughs> Arteries. Who? <laughs> Save the clock tower. What? <laughs> For the beautiful monument. Who? Dear Seattle. Maybe. <laughs> Introvert. Definitely not. <laughs> I, I haven't got one. I'm outright. Sorry. Outright. Who? <laughs> Cursed Earth. Yeah. Young Lions. No. Void of Vision. Rome. Rome. <laughs> I'm, I'll skip your reaction. No, I'm giving him nothing. Uh, Rome, no. Being as an ocean. Yeah. Make him suffer. Meh. Knuckle puck. Seen them. Stick to your guns. 100%. Aliens. Yep. Hands like houses. And, Am- and Amity. Meh. It's very strange to me that the, uh, like, you know, Hellions and the first Unifier, this might show growth, but to me it shows that the Saturday's a very weak lineup because they were like, they're the, so uh, high up. They on were, yeah, they were an early Sunday band. Oh, <laughs> so early second day band. They might have been the Saturday back in yeah, the first Yeah, you popped Unifier. your shoulder out of those Yeah, during those guys. Yeah, it was like an early, I had, I had to put up with that the rest of the fucking day. Well and done. even Hands Like Houses, like, they're like second last band on the Saturday night. It's crazy to me. I've no, I, I don't know. I feel like they should have stacked up a bit more. Like, you know, they could have done a bit better in tune. But anyway, like, it's one of those things that we I'm not going to complain too much but no. I, no, one thing on Unify I did see recently and yes. it's, it's caused not even controversy but it's it's caused a bit of an uproar on the internet as everything does these days uh, Unify will be <laughs> so true. will be charging I think it was $10 per 5 minute hot shower uh, you can have a cold shower for five minutes for free, but if you want to spend, if you want a hot shower, you're gonna have to spend ten dollars for five minutes. I wanted to. Uh, a few comments were interesting. I saw someone saying this is the first festival I would have ever gone to that has to charge me for fucking showers, which is interesting. Uh, a few people were saying that the town can't support that much hot water, so that's why they have to charge. I, I don't know where to stand on this. this. Is one of those things I haven't really read too much into it, but yep. off just off uh, surface value, what do you think of that? Do you think it's a bit of a steep kind of uh, thing to do? Well, I think it's very. T- tough in the actual location where it is like if you're in a proper civilized area where there's lots of water pipes and lots of like stuff around it's more chance you are you're going to get like proper showers like like you know you get the the public toilets that yeah are driven onto the sites like kenny style uh, as you see them yeah yeah they can be those things for like showers too like i've seen them in a lot of places but i don't know whether unify are just singeing out on that but like uh, as like a out in the, the middle of nowhere where they are, it's kind of tough unless you were going to actually bring those big portable showers in. Like going around to random people's houses having a shower, like <laughs> I probably won't be. I, I'll, 
I don't think we've had a shower in any of the years that we've been, so I reckon we'll be fine. No, I've never really had a problem. I, I find no. it funny that a lot of people are complaining when, like, realistically, it's only... Different for girls. They're a lot more hygienic well, A lot of the guys complaining. I'm thinking, are they? Like, it's only two, three days, mate. It's, like, not that hard. Have a no. shower before you leave. Have a shower when you get home. It's Shitload of Rexona, mate. Yeah, it's like, but it's only, like, two days, really. Like, yeah. you, you have a shower on the Friday and you have a shower on the Sunday when you get home. It's You're missing out on one full day without a shower. It's not that difficult. No. Like, I, I it, it might be a bit overblown to me, but I do, I do think at the same time, like, I'm kind of on the fence here. Take a face washer. I don't, yeah, take a face wash. Take a KFC wipe. Fuck. Yeah, why not? There's a KFC on the way there. (laughs) We'll be stopping there. Yeah, we'll be stopping there as always. But uh, it's one of those things. Uh, We'll move on, but Nathan, uh, Tonight Alive released a new single. Tonight Alive also have, at Unified, they'll be having this weird little party thing that you have to wear yellow to attend or something like that during the uh, the first day. Well, it's during 50 Lions, so I'm like, I don't really give a fuck because I'm not going to miss out on 50 Lions to see Tonight Alive, uh, everyone wearing yellow. It sounds dumb to me. But uh, they released a new song, Nathan. Crack my love. Now, I want to get your opinion. Again, we don't... Uh, people always tell me, they always go, Nick, uh, we don't like... Don't pretend you guys don't talk about what we're going to talk about during the show. Like, we write down simple words. Like, right now, we've got about 15 words written on the board. Yeah. We, uh, we don't know what our opinions are. They're any just of topics. This, and that's half the fun. So, Nathan, do you like this song, Crack My Love? Not really, Nick. <laughs> uh, <I'm> not- yes. <laughs> so, um... They're, they've released what well, they released a previous single that they've got on a video now that's up for the Triple J 100. They're trying to push, but um, it's paying over five hundred bucks for a reason on Sportsbet because it's nowhere near it. So these yeah. guys, that it's good though. Like if you look at their videos, Jenna's off a dial as she has been the last few years. She's, she's yeah, a bit bit different, bit bit cuckoo. But um, <laughs> as, as a band, like they they're coming back into their rock kind of sound, which is good. But like. I don't know, like, where they're going. Like, it's the whole Paramore thing. Like, we talked about Paramore last week getting one of the worst songs of the year. So, like, Paramore have kind of gone in the just a really weird trajectory. Like, they were really, really like a pop-punk band, and they've turned into, like, this alternative pop, just pop band. Just pop and band, that's where yeah. I see Tonight Alive at the moment, girl, mate. Like, there's not a lot, like where I see them going besides that with the more they release. There is a heavier moment in this song towards the end. I remember Moshpit Coordinator himself, uh, he texted me in capital letters saying, Tonight Alive released a new song. It has a breakdown in it. Yeah, it's it does, okay. It doesn't have a breakdown. It is, it's, I don't know what... I feel like my interpretation of a breakdown is different to a lot of people. That's not a breakdown. It's, it's a heavy part for them. Yeah, it's just like a heavier little moment, a little headbanger. Like, there's, not, there's a difference between that and a breakdown. But it, yeah, it just doesn't do it for me. I don't know. I, I just I look at Tonight Alive and I've never been a massive fan. I feel like... Ever since, well, actually, I have been, to be fair, not a massive fan, but I liked uh, What Are You Scared Of? I thought that that was a really good album. Yeah, early days. I still think Breaking and Entering is an absolute fucking barn burner. Like, that is such a good song. And the cover of Little Lion Man's amazing, too. And and, uh, The Ocean's a really great song as well, even though I hate every song with the word ocean in it. But, like, that song's great. So, they have had potential to uh, show, like, you know, for me to become a fan. But right now, it's just like, I feel like. I don't know. What do you think? How much of Tonight Alive do you think is just a novelty that Jen is a front uh, is the front lead lady, front woman, front man, whatever you want to call so, it? So uh, big, big. Like, it's probably a good call there. Like if they were fronted by a guy, like how big a band would they be? Is that what you're kind of saying? Yeah, basically. Like, it's funny because like yeah, they're just to throw off just pop punk band. Well, it, it is. It's like it's one of those things that you can't really. It's hard to make like bold statements like that. But mm. it's because it is like you know females. Obviously, there aren't as many females in this genre yeah, as unique. there are males. Yep. So when it does happen, maybe I feel like it's harder to get in if you're a female to get into that position because like you know it's the touring schedules and that are probably harder for girls to uh, put up with. Yeah. Same same with the shower. 
showers and that. You know what oh, I mean? Like they, they need like your know, guys can just fucking go. I can go seven weeks without a shower. I don't, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but like girls probably can't do that. But when you, I think once you get to a certain stage, you're gonna have a probably not even a, not an advantage, but you're gonna have kind of a bit of a novelty to you, and people are gonna start kind of swarming to you because you sound different because of yeah. the voice. And I, I like it's nothing wrong with that, but I just think that I feel like songs like this would mean nothing if a if a guy if a, a male fronted singer yeah. sang this. Uh, that's very very fair, but like. Uh, and as you say, like having a, a female fronted like singer, it's always going to be different. People are going to flock to that. But like, and who's very very attractive? By and the, the thing way. is, she's very. Well, that's what I was actually getting to. So yeah. she's she, for one, she's got a really really good voice. So that's why uh, another reason that they've actually done so well. Because like you, you can be a good looking girl all you want, but if you can't sing, people aren't going to listen to your music. Yeah. Whereas Jenna McDougal is probably one of the best female like fronted singers in the world like for a female front of band she's got one of the best voice i reckon her voice like rivals Haley williams yeah easily so like if she came out as a pop singer she was fucking head to head with pink her voice probably wouldn't hold up to pink standard but it's not far off so for a pop punk singer she's really really good but yeah the song it's okay and underworld comes out january 12 so that's going to be interesting to see if we can listen to that before unify if we can be bothered that'll be on the day, on the day. so start. on the way up i don't think we'll be listening to it but i'm, um, I'm not going to listen to them live that'll anyway, be our so. post unify review on the show well, so actually we're going to have to listen to it aren't we because we're going to have to do it on the day of we coming back that's yeah gonna, that's that night a, probably that oh night my god that's gonna be a tough show to do isn't it also there's another album dropping on that that night too what is it nick brown we got um one of your all-time favorite bands. Oh, here we go. What do we got? One of your all-time. They re- they've released a song which you listened to yesterday. Oh yes, yes, I do know this. Yeah. So Black Veil Brides, their new song, the last one. So that, that they've got an album coming out mm. January twelfth as well called Veil. So you got yes. Underworld coming out by Tonight Alive, and then Black Veil Brides on the twelfth as well. So there's two that we'll probably. Attempting to review. Don't know how well we're going to go. It's funny how Black Rail Bride's one of those bands. I actually used to defend them a little bit because I felt like in the end, man, yeah, that was funny. In the end's a great song. I don't Bullet, Iron Bulletproof. Iron Bulletproof was a good song. I really like Faithless off the album afterwards. Yeah. I, I, I understand people kind of if you if you heard the band without looking at what they are stat, or their aesthetics and yes. what they actually dressed like, I think a lot more people would like them. But I feel like that's their gimmick as well. You know, and again, that, yeah, they're there's what people would say is like the Nickelback of their genre, like yeah, metal, and, yeah. and Andy Beersack or. I think that's his name, Beersack. Yeah, Beersack. Uh, Andy Beersack uh, has a very similar voice to Chad Kroger as well, so it does. Yeah. Like, it does rival the Nickelback kind of sound. I'm not really a massive fan of the song that they put out. I don't think I haven't really listened to them in a long time. To be fair, like yep. they probably released two albums without me giving a shit because I'm not really like they're okay. Well, the Faithless album was the one before this one. So, okay, yeah. yeah. So I listened. To, I listened one. to one song yeah. and I, off that, and that, that was it. I haven't listened to anything else off it. But they're one of those bands I've, I've just looked, I've gone for heavier things now, and I don't really like. They're okay. I've, in the end, still a decent song. If it came on, I'd probably I'd probably jam it out and have a little bit of a nod to it but other than that I think that's a perfect Nickelback song actually didn't you I think it's a beautiful song <laughs> it's a really it's a really decent track I still don't feel, I don't, don't know why they cop as much hate as they do it's just like yeah well musically like you actually listen to this song they're like it sounds like a Metallica song and yeah, it does, with yeah. an, like an Avenged Sevenfold riff so musically the band is very very good like, like any of their songs you listen to musically they're really really good they've got a really good drum really good guitarist really good bassist but like the guitarist is a freak like, exactly that's what I'm saying so yeah. like if they weren't fronted by Andy Beerzak or whatever his name is, like pronouncing it properly, I don't know if we are or not, but like he's a sex symbol. He's another Ollie Sykes for those like those yeah. young teenage girls. So like I remember I was walking in Swan Street in Richmond, so in Melbourne, and um he was playing a show at the corner. Okay, and yeah, yeah. I didn't see a girl over the age of probably sixteen. Mm. Like it was a solo show. Like he, he released a solo album last year. So like if he was fronted by M Shadows, there'd be no difference between them and Event Sevenfold. Yeah. Like musically and stuff. It's just 
Especially, like say, especially these days, Avenged Sevenfold. Like, that's what it, well, uh, it sounds like an Avenged Sevenfold song off yeah. Bloody Hell to the King, this song. Yeah, it does. I, I agree. I, and they, they bloody had Bob Rock, who produced Metallica's albums and stuff, producing the last album. So they've gone down that hard rock kind of route. Yeah. So. They have kind of, I feel like they have stagnated a little bit, but yeah. I feel like I feel like a few yeah. years ago they were they were kind of destined to be that really hated band, but they got really really popular. And I just feel like they've kind of. Well, we well, saw him at Soundwave one year. I didn't actually. I never saw him. Didn't we? No, I, I remember you saying him. You said he did. You said he was lip syncing. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> you said you checked him out for two or three songs. Yeah, I walked shit. off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I never actually saw him. I, I, I kind of I was interested, but I was at the same time. I think you know, the Soundwave's back in the day had a lot of clashes, so it was kind of like kind of between Black Veil Brides and any other band, I'd probably pick any other band. <laughs> yeah. Like, I like, they're not a bad band. Like, I, I rate them a lot higher than a lot of Australian bands, to be fair. But, yeah. Perfect lead into the next topic, Nick Brown. <sighs> what, what's, what's that, Nathan? Well, we got a, we, we have, we've raised a very interesting topic. So, yes. Soundwave obviously died a couple of years ago. But um, I, I went to Nick during the week and I said, look, look at those first eight bands on the Soundwave lineup compared to the eight bands on, obviously, next year's Download Festival. And I said to Nick, I'm like, mate, the eight headline bands for that Soundwave were way better than this download lineup. Uh, do we want? Do we want to read them out? We will. We're going to read them out now. So Soundwave was it? It was 2016. It died. 20, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was going to be in 2016, but obviously it it failed. But um, so you had the Prodigy. When my phone decides to actually curve around, that's okay. We've we've, we've got all day. Technical difficulties, Nick Brown. Okay, so. Soundwave 2016 Disturbed were headlining So they, yes. they just released The um, Sound of Silence yep. Went number one Around the world Going bonkers They had Bring Me The Horizon yep. Obviously peaking With That's The Spirit That year yep. The Prodigy Deftones yep. So Nick was a fan Obviously straight away With the Deftones there yep. And the Prodigy <laughs> And Prodigy So no effects So they actually They, they cancel each other Because they're on The download one as well But yep. Bull For My Valentine Public Enemy And Refused So they, they were the, the Eight headliners For Soundwave 2016 And I think They are all very, very, very good. And who, who we got on the... Uh, and then, sorry, just to compare. That's right. I keep forgetting who's on this year's Soundwave. So oh, versus... Oh, this one's the download. Download, download 2018. You're yeah. right. You're right, Nick Brown. So we got Corn. Yep. We got Limp Biscuit. Yep. We got Prophets of Rage. Yep. We got Mastodon. Yep. Good Charlotte. Yep. No effects cancel it themselves out. Yep. Dicks. Suicidal Tendencies. Yep. Gojira. Yep. So, like, if you're picking... Do you reckon, like, Soundwave... Was at least as good, if not better. Oh, of course, it was a better festival, hundred percent. There's yeah. no. Unfortunately, what happened with Soundwave was that it was it was riding so high off the previous years, and uh, yep. yeah, I still I always keep, I always put it down to Soundwave 13. It still killed it to me. I always uh, that lineup was too big. You can't like you could never top that, and it just every year kept going down, kept going down. Fourteen, oh, well, fourteen was a great lineup. Maybe 12, 12 was my favorite. Fourteen was probably my second favorite. Personally. We will be flashing back to twenty thirteen on one of our flashbacks next year, Nick Brown. Don't you worry. I tell you what, that's a we'll big... be playing a couple of songs too. Yeah, well, we're gonna have to go through every fucking band that was we on will. that lineup. Oh my god! And we can actually talk about a little bit of a demise from that. So yeah. that, that'll be later on. But getting back to this, so download twenty eighteen is obviously more of a, a metal kind of lineup with those headliners. You'd say with Mastodon and Gojira. Yep. But um, like for one, all you got to say, you put Disturbed up against any of these bands, like. 
they they are bigger than the bands this year at the moment. And same with like you got the Prodigy who are fucking just monstrous. But that was it's supply and demand. Like that's why because Soundwave was a yearly thing at the stage at the time of its dying. Yeah, you're it right. Had, it had a, a lot more established. It had, yep. it had a, a certain expectation. It didn't live up to the expectation when the lineup dropped. You know, it, it was, did. That got it, it got it, absolutely slammed. It was coming out. Well, the thing was, it was coming from a festival. It was a two day festival in 2015, and it would have had we'll say I'm just gonna round up about 70, 80 acts over the two yep. days. Well, probably about right. And uh, then you come into 2016 and he goes okay we're going to do we're going to put longer sets in for bands so we're going to have a few less bands and then it's only 30 or something yeah, bands it was, announced, it was, wasn't it I yeah. think it was something in the 20s in the late well, 20s actually yeah. and, uh, which is what and, this download's going to yeah, be and yeah and obviously everybody's went are you fucking kidding me and there's yeah. no way I'm going to buy a ticket to that because that was so expected of that then once everything left yeah, it's you know you don't know what you got until it's gone. Every yeah, exactly. per- perfect way of looking at it, and then a year went by, and everybody's kind of like, we need another festival like this. So mm. when they when they bring this up, like you know, people are probably going to look at this. They're going to try as hard as they can, or hopefully they can, they're going to do this to try and look at it through these rose tinted lenses, so yep. they can kind of buy a ticket to try and push this forward because no one buys tickets. And I've seen VIP have sold out to download, which is really good. There you uh, go. So that I don't know about general. I don't know how close general is. I have no idea, but I, I haven't heard anything. What about would the cutoff it. be? Would it be 30,000 for uh, see that's the thing tickets. I actually have no idea I haven't heard anything about how many people maybe they I, I don't know if they've announced that or maybe they're keeping that under wraps so they can yeah. so maybe they'll, they'll like well, narrow they, it down if they sell 19,000 tickets and the, the max they had was 30 like they're not going to probably announce that to well they, us. they'll probably say oh we got 90,000 out of 20,000 so yeah, like you know they'll like probably that. lower down the, what they expected the max attendance to be exactly and I don't, I don't even think the Samway sold 5,000 tickets so that's why it actually failed well, so. yeah and, and also the uh, the venues weren't even booked nah, remember that <laughs> remember, remember the showground or Fleming to yeah. come again being like I don't know what oh, we've is. actually got something else on that day that it's that you booked it for wasn't it was, was it that yeah, one yeah I think Melbourne? it was yeah. yeah and it was like, had something else it was like you haven't booked anything here I don't know what you're doing on that day but you're not going to be here don't bring your shitty festival over oh, like, Jesus it was, it was a big fuck around that and I like I, I agree I think I remember looking at that lineup and going like because I was going to be in Europe at that time I was well, I was kind of like fuck I want to see the Prodigy I want to see Deftones yeah I was, I was, I so, I was excited Bring Me would have been cool to see I refused a fucking amazing like, yep. you know, we'll talk about them last week with The Shape of Punk to come mm-hmm. and uh, uh, luckily, like luckily, most of those bands when it died, they came back. They did. They did their solo things. That yeah. was cool. But I, I, you know, the festival thing. I do like the festival portion of it, and especially with bands like. I'll give a band like Bullet for, for my example. Yep. Uh, like I like Bullet, but they're not amazing to me. I wouldn't pay for a headline set, yep. but I'd love to see them play a 45-minute yeah. set oh, and beautiful. they'll play their best songs and it would just be like, it'd be perfect for me. There's so many bands like that. I think we can we can both agree that how many bands that we I like and I would like to see them play 30, out, yeah. 30 minutes, 45 minutes, play their greatest hits, but yep. I don't want to see them play an hour and a half because like yeah, just, I'm going to get bored. A like, lot of bands can't. Even when Green Day played their three-hour set, oh, I was sick of that. That, that, that was painful. That like, was because every, every song they tried to drag out to eight minutes and they, they every they had to get everyone clapping at the time. And plus, we had Jimmy Eat World play before them, which oh, drove us insane as well. That's that, one of the worst soundwave performances I think I've ever seen. Actually, yeah, it's actually like in hindsight, like looking back, like that's why I brought it up. Like I thought it wasn't as bad as what people said, but as Nick said, like in comparison to the previous years of Soundwave, it just the, it didn't hit the mark. Like for for obvious reasons, like I remember when all, when it all went down. Like I went to the um, big ass tour with Amity. It's meant to be Ghost Inside. Data remember in uh, Motionless in White. So Ghost Inside didn't play. We got copped Hands Like Houses. I still remember this day. This was the day that Soundwave died. And Hands Like Houses came out and said, oh, because Unify, like obviously they were playing the second Unify. Like, oh, we're playing at this festival. Don't worry about that Soundwave festival. And everyone everyone was just in shock. They're like, what the fuck? And then the first thing Jeremy comes out from the Data Remember, he goes, sorry to hear with AJ, like... we thank you for everything you did for our band and for obviously the the scene of like our heavy music scene and 
So like everyone was cheering. So like it was, it was a really weird feeling being there at that stage. Yeah. So like looking back, it's quite sad. But like we did, we did need that extra festival. So now we've got this download festival, which is an established thing overseas, has all the potential in the world to be going in Australia for twenty, like the next twenty years. Because we got yeah. a market, mate. There's a market in Australia for this. There's a huge market, but the problem is that we are incredibly like. We're such a year-by-year year kind of uh, audience. We're not somebody... We're not going to buy tickets just for the hell of it. Unify is different. We're not talking about yeah. Unify here. We're talking about download. Where, like, where I would buy a ticket to Unify next... If I could buy Regardless. a ticket yeah. for next year's Unify, I would buy it now. Because yeah, I'd before be, I'd, the I'll get yeah. it out of the way. Who cares? I'm, I know I'm going to go anyway. Whereas now you're looking at a lineup before you buy a ticket Well, Yeah, especially yeah. with download. And that's what people... like. It's not an established... People realize that Soundwave... The reason why people went to Soundwave is different to the reason why people go to Unify. The mm-hmm. reason why people go to Soundwave was solely the music if the music wasn't up to par there's no yeah, reason to go up. like you can sit people would sit in the field and like you can you can't there's not really much like it's very sunny there's not much shade if you want a beer you have to go in the caged area but in melbourne you have to go in the in the caged area to get a beer and so it, it's already you're already handicapping yourself whereas unify you can byo for one that, yep. which is the greatest invention of all time byo at a festival i wonder what we're gonna bring oh we have to work that out. I, I don't know. I sneaked in a, a, a glass bottle last year of uh, of Captain Morgan. So we'll Mate, see you can sneak in a bong and no one would care. Oh, I know. It's I, no glass. I mean, they, they don't care. But yeah, did you say bong or bomb? Bong. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not going to go we, down we, that route. We nearly <laughs> went a bit weird. But yeah, like, it, it is. It's like uh, download needs to establish itself as a as a lineup that's always going to deliver. And at the moment, unfortunately, with the lineup, it has dropped. Dropped. It is kind of leaving people a bit underwhelmed, and a lot of people are just going to go, eh, nah, I'm not going to worry about it. And unfortunately, the potential of future lineup might not even happen. Like, imagine if this doesn't happen uh, next year, and it happens for one year. Like, what a failure that would be. Oh, it'd be for, shocking. For, yeah. the, uh, for the organizations putting this on. Like, it would be such a failure, especially when everybody comments on Facebook, oh, we want this festival, we want this metal festival, and then they give it to you, and, and they're like, everyone's winning. They're like, oh, it's not good enough for me. Like, it's not. And, like, you know, it's unfortunate because all the downloads, I saw Download Paris, I think, drop. Was it the one you showed me? And yeah, that, I showed that you. was just. And I saw another download drop, I think it was in Spain, and it was similar. It was just like, like unbelievable and I'm thinking like I can understand why people to be honest, look at that it. French one didn't do as much for me as I thought when I first looked at it no well, it didn't it's, do any more than this one. Uh, it turns a stature, but it's a oh, huge... It's like, bigger, it, bigger bands. Yeah, yeah, for me personally, not as much, but like I can see that would sell out oh, shit, the yeah. MCG. Like, you know, yeah, it'd just, be huge. But um, yeah, it's it's a hard one, Nick, because like, as you say, like the modern age, like just about with anything, like it doesn't matter if it's a movie coming out, a TV show, like people, like our attention spans, it, it's, it's ridiculous. Like it's so hard to do. Like, for example, Nick, this Will Smith movie on Netflix. Yes. So it's uh, come out... What's it called? It's called Bright. Bright. That's so I watched it today. I watched it today, and um, it's getting slammed. Absolutely yeah, getting is. absolutely slammed. And I watched it today. Like, it, it's entertaining. Like, it, it's not that bad. But because people nowadays whinge about absolutely anything that they can, it's just so hard. Like, I, I go into movies now, like, scared. Because, uh, like, I, I don't know if, if it's because I'm older it's the time that we're in, but things just aren't as good as they used to be. But it's it's also the tag with it as well. Like, you know, download has a massive tag. And that's the thing. It. People are expecting... Will Smith. Ex- Will Smith has a huge figure yeah, to it Yeah, they're as expecting well. greatness. Like, they're expecting I Am Legend with everything he puts out now. And same now with download, they're going to be expecting Ramstein every fucking year. But, like, it's got room to grow, Nick. I think the lineup's good enough. Unfortunately, like, you look back, if it was 15 years ago, Limp Bizkit Corn, this would have sold out fucking at the start. Yeah, 100%. A couple yeah. of things. Like, obviously, now I'm in 2017. If Rage had just broken up, and this is their new band, Prophets of Rage, six months after. It was Audio Slave. Yeah, if it was Audio... <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Like, it, it'd, be, it'd be fucking huge. But, like, 
Obviously, they've gone back to like a bit of, like as you'd say, token bands with corn. Like headlining, it's a safe get. But um, I'm still excited. I'm gonna go. Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited for it. So oh, yeah. I, I am too. I, I think it's gonna be a really good festival. It's just one of those things that people need to understand that you don't need to see 15 bands automatically on the lineup that you love to yeah. go to it because you're not gonna see them anyway. Like I, 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 well, maybe you are because like I'm. We're people who when we pick up bands to see, we want to get close. We want to get in the mosh. Yes. Maybe, depending on who it is, and some bands we might want to hang back for. But Whoa. like. The Gwar, yeah, Gwar are coming back to Australia as well. Funny I know they announced are. the tour. Might go get slimed. And, <laughs> and like with, you know, but some uh, some people kind of want to see 20 bands and they want to just scoop between stages. Yeah, 20 minutes. And get like, like 20, 20 minutes, minutes of each yeah. And it's just like... It's not worth it. Yeah, it's not like, it's not my plan, but I understand why people do it. They just want to see as much as they can. A lot of people just do it so they can say, oh, I saw this band. I've though, done that. Even though they're... I'm guilty of Yeah, that. like, oh, me too, 100%. Yeah. And like, you've been, but you're 100 metres back and you can barely hear anything. Be like, yeah. I saw him, I saw that band. It's like, eh, you know, it doesn't really mean too much to me. Nathan. Well, just think of it this way, Nick Brand. So you got. 27 bands, 28 bands announced, 26? Uh, 28, I think it is. 28. So we go 28. So all you need... So if you're going to go to see Deftones at a concert, for oh. example, they're going to be, what, $70 tickets? Uh, no, about $80, $90. So yep. you got Corn. they're going to be $80, $90. Yep. You got, buddy... So say you got five bands you want to see. Even that out, it's a $200 ticket. It's 40 bucks. So you're getting $40 concert like tickets Yeah. for five bands that you're going to like to see. Like all these metal people bagging the lineup. Well, it's not metal enough. There's five bands on there that are metal enough for you to actually go and say, look, this is cool. Yeah, 100%. There's there's a really... It's it's actually got a really nice metal contingent, this lineup, to me at least. Like, And, you know, if you've got uh, Gojira and Monomarth and, Mastod- and Mastodon... Monomarth are the band, mate, at the moment. Yeah. Metal. In metal. And, and Mastodon are the band that everybody... Like, every metal fan loves Mastodon. It's the album of the year. I've yeah, told you that. Every metal it's, magazine loves them as well. Every, it's the I metal think, album of the year. I think every album that they've dropped has been album of the year. In their whole <laughs> you look career. At, you look like, the history, I, yeah. I remember their Leviathan album was yeah. the album of the year back in the day. And I think the one after that was back... In, I can't remember what that one was called. They all are. They're all in the top five, at least. And like there's just and there's even down the line like Arch Enemy, yeah, Arch Arch Enemy yeah. huge, like again they haven't toured in ages so yep. what, what's your point what's your problem there Psychoptic you got King Parrot bands like that like yeah, they're, they're, they're gross they're, like there is enough there if you're a metal I think yeah. people are just being a little bit angry just because they want to be a little bit angry but that's just me Nathan Nathan Wanker of the Week is back I'm excited <laughs> I am so excited Nathan we don't discriminate here on Wanker of the Week. Who's the wanker of the week this week, Nick? We <laughs> we don't discriminate here, Nathan. All I, that's all I want to say. Big name. We don't care about gender. Oh, we don't God. care about ethnicity. We don't oh, even no. care if it's possibly the person right next to me. Oh, it's me, Nathan Gustafson, the recipient of this year, this week's wanker of the week. Oh, what have I done? The second wanker of the week award goes to my very own Nathan Gustafson. Next oh, to what me. have I done? It's only happened yesterday, Nathan. I think you know what you did. What did I do? I, can't, I honestly can't remember it. What did I text you? So I know you didn't text me anything. So I, I got I get notifications. I'm I'm joined up for a lot of groups uh, here, like on on Facebook and that. One's called uh, Gear Trade and Sell, and where it's where. You- oh, is that my tennis racket? <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean to do it. <laughs> it's so it's. I deleted I, I, it straight I will, away. I will get the information. The info on the page is that this is a Facebook group designed for musical gear, oh, PA, I didn't mean it. and equipment trading. Now, so I get a, oh. I get a notification going. Nathan Custerson has posted on this page. I'm thinking, fuck, is this guy selling his drum kit or something? What's he no, doing? No. And no, it wasn't a drum kit. It wasn't a drumstick. It wasn't a drum stool. It wasn't anything music related. Oh. It was a fucking tennis racket. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll read it out to you too. Brand don't. New, no. I, I screenshot oh, it before because I immediately I was like, does he know what's going on here? Brand new limited oh. edition Aero Babalot racket. Limited edition. I offered it. Uh, bought it three hundred and fifty. Worth three hundred and fifty. Sorry, online selling it for two fifty. Giving him a bit of a bargain if you ask me, Nathan. But it's also it's been strung up and is a white grip. It's a handy Xmas present apparently. Pickup is on the Mornington Peninsula area. Inbox if interested. It lasted about four minutes or five minutes. Oh, and, it was instantaneous, surely. And, and you took it down. And I didn't know what I did. <laughs> I've never sold anything on Facebook. I thought, like, I've done the whole eBay thing, oh, baby. Oh, no. I'm like, all right, I'm going to jump on the, the the Facebook band. So Have you ever sold anything on the... No, oh, I'm too okay, scared. I'm okay. too scared. I'm too so <laughs> I'll tell you for those out there that, that are looking to sell anything. So if you're looking to sell a guitar, there's obviously that page, which I'm a part of. But um, yeah. So I went on the, the buy, sell your, your items page and I put up my photo yeah. and my bio, which was very well written. By it was. I, I, was so, I want to buy it. I yeah, was, well, <laughs> you, you still can, mate. No, no, it's no. It's still there. I'll be better with the money. But, um, so there's like an option. You can like post it on like four or five, six like different pages. So I clicked yes on that, not thinking that it's going to go on my fucking <laughs> music by yes, itself. I, I, and the guy commented. Oh, I was about yeah, to say. There's a guy comment on it. I was just like, oh, God. What, what was the comment? I don't honestly remember. He's like, oh, what's oh. It was actually hilarious. He goes, um, what string and what tuning are they actually? <laughs> <laughs> what are they actually tuned to, the strings? <laughs> I was like, fuck, I'm the gut. <laughs> it shouldn't be on this page. Oh, I love that so much. Well played, Nick Brown. That's very, very well played. I was very, I was very quick on that one. As soon as I screenshot, I was like, looks like Wanker of the Week is back this way. You're in good company. Joel Birch is with you, so... That's true. You know, there's a bit I, d- I do have something else for you, Nick. Uh, okay, it's, not on our, it's not on our board. I don't know if you've checked. We actually, we, we've spoken about it on the show already, but... um, What's happened? So, your second favourite band of all time, uh, behind okay. Black Bale Brides, is <laughs> uh, Five Finger Death Punch. Vision? It's okay. Five Finger Death Punch. Okay, yeah. So, we spoke about Gone Away. Yes. They've come out. I don't know if you've watched the video. No. They've released a video for it. And um, yep. so, Five Finger Death Punch, huge amount of their like fans and whatever it is, is to do with the army. So, like, they relate to their army. Yeah, like, they they're, are, yeah. they're patriots. They, they love that kind of thing. And, like... Anyone that's listening to Gone Away, and you, you can relate to the lyrics in some sort of like way, shape, or form. Like yes. it's very, very. It's a powerful song. It's got great lyrics, and they come out. Nick, I'm telling you, you should check this out. The the video, it's of um, like four people or four blokes. They're watching a the TV. They see like a explosion overseas. They um, like their wives are there. Then they go sign up to the army. One of the guys is walking at the front of the army car. Then a bomb explodes. Three people die. Okay. So they're like. Looking at it through the perspective of someone in the army, so then you look at it through the, the mother's eyes, the girlfriend's eyes, yeah, kind of thing. Like, because that's a like a way someone could relate to that song, like someone that's gone away. Like, and war in America is such a fucking huge thing. Yeah, they've appealed to that market and they've actually nailed that. Market. Well, yeah, they, so, they always have been kind of that way inclined, haven't they? They've yeah, always well, been American pro- capitalist war is the answer. Yeah. All, all those things, but like as as a whole, they they've reached to try and do the whole Santa Silence thing, in my opinion. Unfortunately, the song isn't like I know the song was big enough as it was, and, yeah, like, and it hasn't aged as long. It's not like forty years old, like yeah. the, uh, the original Sound of Silence was. Yeah, but I, I agree. Like it, it's a good. Like I, lo- I love the song. The original song's amazing. Yes. The cover I, it's met to me because I love the original. So it's very hard when you love a song so much and somebody does a cover. Automatically, you're probably going to be a bit tentative to kind of like it. Yep. Speaking of, uh, I, I, uh, father, father Nick Brown, Franny Brown from Franny Brown Town, yes. uh, wanted to listen. He listened to his first episode last week of, our, of this show. Greg, uh, Dad, you're joking. Fa- me. 
Father Brown, and um, he he said, "I want to hear this song. What the what the fuck is this song that uh, oh the Gone Away song? That, no, that ruined your childhood. This uh, freak who did the oh, cover? Oh God, did you do it? So I showed him the cover. Oh God, and he was just I, I've never heard I've never heard him laugh so hard <laughs> in his life. <laughs> Just three minutes straight of him just laughing <laughs> and just looking at my looking at my phone like what is this fucking noise that's coming out? So then, I, then he's like, oh, what else is there? So I chuck out the uh, uh what was the it? Amity the Amity tomorrow? The Amity. Oh, no, Jesus! What did he say about that? Oh, God. He thought it was the same screamer. He said it was the exact same person. He's like, how is this guy different? Uh, then, then I showed Anthony the year two thousand. He said it was. He said that was pretty. Well, good. that's Northland. They're the but, best band yeah, in Australia. But he, but he said the, he said Marcus was trying to sound like Daniel Johns too much. Yeah, he did. And, that's, uh, that's and then I showed him Void of Vision because he wanted to hear Israel start. <laughs> oh, he, God, no. What, what happened with that? So it, straight away, like oh. it starts and he goes, oh, there's a good, nice little groove to it. Like I, I wish he had the, the intro, but he couldn't he couldn't get that. And then the vocals came in and he's just like, this is the worst one ever. Fucking love <laughs> I don't know, this one should have been worst song of the year. <laughs> so that was his opinion. Uh, I like, oh, God, it's good to hear that he's listening, Nathan. It's good to hear that he's, That's uh, sensational. he's given the support here. Nathan, we'll go on to our uh, review, our, yes. al- our only album review. Christmas time isn't one for uh, for mass amounts of albums, of course. You know, usually they try and spend time with their families, and it's not a real marketable kind of time to uh, put stuff out. Obviously. Yeah, you, like, you early wanna, New Year is. Yeah, early New Year's a yeah. decent time, and then throughout the year is all good. But like yeah. you know, during the Christmas time, people are probably less likely to check out these albums, even though you could argue that you know people might buy them for Christmas. So you know, there Unless is your Eminem. Like he, he's going to sell millions of albums because of that he's, reason. He's, uh, he's sold a few. Yeah, well, he, not millions, but you know what I'm yeah, saying. He's he sold a few. Uh, but this album, Nathan, Asking yes. Alexandria, they've come out with a new one. It's a self-titled album as well, Nathan, which is very yes. uh, very interesting to me. They've finally got Danny Warsop back after the, uh, the the ex-singer tried to scam some people out of some tickets and make them pay a high price for him. Christ. Very interesting. Um, but they've finally, they've finally returned. Uh, again, we haven't talked about this, so I'd like to get your no, opinion on it. Well, we've got 12 songs, Nick. Yes. So obviously, yeah, as you said, what do you think of the, the album artwork? Or- I didn't think too much of it. I okay, thought it was pretty basic. I've, yeah, I, I, it's okay. It bombers colours. Yeah, I, maybe it was because of the bombers colours. Yeah, yeah, it's hatred. a bit too, bit too red for me, and it was just kind of like, eh. It, like I've seen, I've seen better. I've seen worse, but it was just kind of one of those standard covers to me. Nothing too special. Yep. Well, um, so obviously after I've done the listen, I've listened probably five, six times of the the album now. It's really, to me, it's a really easy album to listen to, Nick. Like obviously, it's a drastic change in style from early Asking Alexandria, but that's simply down to the fact that. Danny can't sing that style anymore. That's yep. all that it is. And the bloke has obviously gone on and done rock stuff and country stuff by himself. He, and um, He does scream in this album, but... He does scream, yeah. But, like, I don't think he can sustain it. Like, he's probably thinking, like, they're going to be touring this for the next 12 to 18 months live. So yeah. if you're going to have six out of the 12 songs screaming... How's he going to go doing it live? He struggles enough as it is with their older stuff. What do you think of Asking Alexandria as a band before this album? Yeah, though I thought the Black actually was quite underrated. I actually think that uh, that really that was really really. I think there's got some really good really good songs. I think from Death to Destiny was really good as well. And then their two before I think it was two before that were actually where they've got some decent songs on there. I think when they were full on metalcore. Yeah, I think they've got some. Like I think if you if I was you know how those certain bands that if you could pick their perfect set list you'd have an amazing time at their show. Oh yeah. And I feel like if I went to an Asking Alexandria concert. I wouldn't have as much I wouldn't have an amazing time but oh, I feel like wouldn't. if I picked my songs if yeah. I picked the ones that they yeah. play they're one of those perfect bands that I would have to pick for me to pay for me to, uh, yes. for me to pay to play or pay to watch sorry uh, but yeah like, I, I think this is one of those albums that's going to divide a lot of people I think yes. people are either going to say this is a mature sound and this yep. is them maturing as a band or they're going to say it's a bring me a horizon ripoff I realize there's a very, there's <laughs> a lot there's written. a lot of symph in here. There's a lot of very bring me elements to yep. it. Um, vocally, it's yeah. I, I think didn't, who did you say it sounded 
sounded like vocally Nathan. Oh, uh, it sounds like nothing more. I thought it sounded like um trapped. Uh, was that the song band who did Monster? Who was the no, band? Was Skillet. Skillet. Yeah, I thought yeah. uh, 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 one song in particular. Uh, one song sounds like Fallout Boy, like hundred percent. It's, it's a hard rock album. When, it's all when, that it is, when the it? lights comes, uh, when the lights come on, yeah. is a Fallout Boy song. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm well, not just think. Uh, I've got to ask you this. All right. Okay, go on. Don't tear it to shreds. Yeah, but the rap song. I had no fucking idea what I was listening to. I, I, no, I'm not kidding. There is so there's, there is a song with a guest feature on there. Uh, what's his name? Binks. Binks. Is that his name? Binksy. Yeah, Binksy. We'll go. Uh, we'll go Binksy. And I, I had it on my, I had it on my speaker, and I was just kind of, I was you, just on my laptop. You just like, is this random? And or I was just like, random shovel. Yeah, I, I, that's what I thought. I was like, has this album ended? Is what's going on? Like, have I just gone on? I didn't just put this in a playlist. So you didn't piss yourself laughing? I, like, I just kind of looked at myself really weird. I, I, I stood up, looked in the mirror, and went, what the fuck am I listening to? And turned it off. And so I said, I'm never listening to this again. No, it, was, like, it wasn't. Yeah, it just kind of met to me. I, I, the whole album's like, it has moments. I had moments of something that I'm like, okay, there's some real potential in here. Like, oh, shit, even, yeah. even their lead single, like, I actually quite don't, I don't mind Into the Fire. I, I, Into I, the Fire, yeah. Like, that, that kind of, that bring me kind of um, symphy bit when it kind of comes into the chorus, I think it's quite catchy. And mm. I think that that's a song that they could kind of go off. Has its heavier moments. I think it has that good balance of heavy and, heavier and soft stuff to it. But I, there is a bit of a bog down during the middle. Uh, yes. Like a couple of softer songs and they're not very great. And I don't listen to Asking Alexandria for like acoustic and piano ballads. I just don't do that personally. I don't know. People might say you have to open your mind up. Shut the fuck up. I listen to certain band. I listen to Coldplay if I want to listen to piano ballads. Love Coldplay, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, not bad, Nick Brand. I've actually I've got it written, so Don't. I reckon there's a there's a there's plenty of good hooks in this album. Which, yes, which they have always had the knack to do that. Like Danny's got a great voice, Nick Brand. Like it doesn't matter like who you are. If he was singing, like if they were a proper just a hard rock band. Like, he'd be one of the premier voices, like, going around the world. There's a song in there that sounded a bit like Muse with the riff. It was a really good music. Yeah, I, I do know which one. Is. I, yeah, can't I, I, can't, I can't name the song name, but, like, there's a re- like every time I listen to him, I'm like, this fucking sounds like Muse. Yeah. But, um, enough hooks there, but I, I thought it was a bit weak in the writing overall. So, like, there's a lot of cool moments, but as a whole album together, there's not enough big moments. So, like, there's a lot of songs there that, are, like, they're decent to listen to, but they're not going to do a lot for me in six months' time. Exactly. So, like... Now it's in the cycle that we're listening to. I'm not going back and jumping at listening to a lot of these songs. I, I had the exact same thing. I, I said it had very. I wrote down it had very low replay value. I think that in oh, wow. a week, in a week's time, I think that it would be like right now. There's probably about four songs I might go back to. Yep. And I think in a week's time there might be two. And I think in a month, I think in a month's time there'll be maybe one. And then yeah, then it'll be gone. And it's it, been a, it's been a tale of the whole year, Nick. To to tell, like, to tell you the truth, like a lot of these albums that we've reviewed, like. How many songs are you still listening to now? Like out of all the ones that were reviewed? Well, the good albums I still listen to. Well, I still, I, like I still I'm, listen. I'm not talking about classics. I'm talking about like overall. So we've probably done well, throughout the year. There's probably been a hundred albums released, and there's probably ten to fifteen that we're still gonna listen. Yeah, to. Yeah, and like, and there's a few like weird ones. Like there's a few albums that are, aren't amazing, but I listen to a couple of songs from there. Like I listen to two or three make them suffer songs still because I still yep. I still really love the first move, and I, like, still, I still think that's up there with one of the better songs of the year. Like you said. This year's been better for songs rather than albums. Yes, I, I really, I really do think that. I don't think there's been many. Per- there hasn't been a perfect body of work this this year, especially for this genre. There's been perfect bodies of work, but the outside what we're talking. Yeah, about. yeah, no, exactly right. But um, we are gonna play one of the songs of this album, which yes. I think is one of the standouts yeah. called Eve. Eve, are we calling? We're going for Eve. Going for Eve. Is it Eve or Eve? Evie Rock. Ah, Evie Rock sounds good yeah, too. Evie right? Rock. This is Arsene Alexander. This is Evie.
That, of course, is Asking Alexandria with Eve or Evie, depending on who you're asking. <laughs> Decent track, knife. I don't know about the hook, but sometimes that hook, like one time it sounded good and the two times it didn't sound good to me. So I don't know what to think about it. Yeah, it's interesting. They're on the kind of level, Nick, with, I think, like a Mice and Men, Bullet. They, were, they, they had massive followings at one stage, whereas now it's kind of at the point with what they release. Is it just, do people care anymore or do they want to hear the older stuff? Whereas I, I think now that Danny's back in the band, this is actually the future for them. Like, I, I don't think they can go back and do the metalcore stuff. I, I think this is what they're going to be like. No, I've always said, like, I remember saying this a couple of weeks ago, like, uh, asking Alexandria is like bring me the horizons bitch as as the way of mice and men are a data members bitch they kind of yeah. they, they all want to be each other like the little kids want to be the bigger kids and unfortunately both of the little kids there have kind of lost their singers and they've you know they've kind of had some uh some band changes at, mm. at real critical moments because I remember very vividly when uh mice and men were the main support for bring me at festival hall two yeah. twenty thirteen on the Sepaternal tour well, the and next I, up and coming I remember I remember I remember yeah. looking at that guy oh, man this Austin Austin's the next Ollie Sykes I knew I, I that I knew that like I was yeah. it wasn't even a doubt in my mind this guy's the next guy like yeah. he, he was 100% it and they just I don't know they just kind of missed their boat like you know they released Restoring Force it didn't click as much as what they wanted I think yep. a lot of it was the fact that the, the lead single to that You're Not Alone was just real fucking trash I, I, can, I don't want to be mean about it but like they should have released Bones Exposed first that's just me because that's a great song <laughs> Bones Exposed I like that album uh, yeah it's great it's a great album it's quite underrated in the grand scheme of things and has some really public service announcement is still a fucking banger but Christ. and uh, like asking Alexandria again, they had their moment like from Des- death to destiny kind of scene like they could really start to pop off. Like they had a massive crowd at Soundway twenty fourteen, yeah, we saw them, didn't yeah we? and yeah. They, they were really great. They got a mm. really fantastic sound. Danny's a great singer live as well. So like, it's something it's the pom factor, man. The pom. Well, then, then again, like Ollie sometimes Ollie struggles. So, <laughs> but he's you're not so much there for the voice, more the the show kind of thing. Yeah, funny. that's like, very true. They are they're they're very much got the money now. They can do new show. They can do big shows, and they don't need to worry about the voice. But yeah. <laughs> that just shows it. People don't need to worry about something sometimes. Uh, Nate, we got a new. Uh, you just kind of uh, put something up to me. Uh, yes, well, new, new album coming out soon. We we actually we have we've got two that have just been released. Well, announced that they've been released next year. So we've got Bull of My Valentine going on that. Yes. So that kind of English wave of metalcore that hit probably mid two thousands and still going. So like they're yep. kind of. Don't know where they're at as a band, to be honest, Bullet. But they got they've announced album number six, so they're they're looking forward to that. And also, which I'm really excited about. Jonathan Davis, Nick from Corn, is going to do a solo album, which he's been writing songs for for 10 years, apparently. Yeah, so, so Jonathan Davis is somebody who is very experimental in what he does. Mm, you, where's you, this going to go? You listen to uh, uh, The Path of Totality, uh, the album yep. by Corn, and there's a lot of dubstep influences yes. in there. They did have a dubstep album completely yes. with a couple of songs of Skrillex, so yes. you can um, imagine that he might go down that route. He's very much... Uh, into that kind yes. of stuff. So I, I'm kind of interested to see what they do. Bullet's one of those funny ones for me. Uh, mm. I want to ask you something. You're more of a Bullet fan than me. Yes. If you were to like, as I was saying before, some sometimes you want to pick a perfect set list to see when, when you see a band. If you were picking a perfect set list, how many how many songs in the last five years would you pick? Not a lot. Like they've um obviously with Venom, that was their best album I think they've released since The Poison. Yep. So like. There's a few on there you could probably say, but the first three albums, man, that's where their quality of work really lies. Yeah. So what like, yeah, what year was Man Venom? Wasn't Pardon? Venom like... Venom was two years ago. Oh, that was two years ago, yeah. That, Sorry, was, a, that, was, a really, that, was, that was a really good album. I'm thinking of something else. I must be thinking of so something else. So you had, you had The Poison, you had um, Scream Man Fire, then you had Fever, then you had um, Temper Temper, which was just a disaster for them trying to go down the radio route. Oh, it was. It was and, and they've come back with Venom, which was really, really good. So the next one... It's interesting, like like I just said, I, I don't know where they're at popularity-wise anymore. Like they couldn't, 
Like, it'd still be perfect to come to Australia as a headline for, like, a Unifoy or something like that. But internationally, like, they, for a time, when Tearstone Fall dropped and The Poison came out, like, that, they were the band in, like, metalcore. Like, they, like, obviously, Killswitch had just annihilated the world the previous 18 months. But, like, Bullet, for being that European with that sound, like, that, that, that was so good. And, like, they, they just had this massive following. And I don't know where they're at now, Nick. Yeah, it's it's one of those things with Bullet. I feel like Temper Temper just completely killed them. I really it did. do. I feel the like, momentum, man. Like just... they they were like, and I'm looking like uh, Fever was a really great album. I think that's quite under. Actually, that's quite underrated. That's where a lot of people start to turn on Bullet yes. a little bit. Uh, and but I feel I feel like there's a lot of quality still on that. Oh and, shit! And then, but then people you, say that's their favorite. Yeah, Bullet, a lot, a lot um, of people do, people. and a lot of people think it's terrible. So yeah. like, it just depends, you know, to each their own, I guess. But then the Temper Temper came out. It was universally panned. Like oh, cr- shit, yeah. critics panned it, fans panned it. it Tears and Fall Part Two. Is that one? Yeah, yeah, that had it. And I just remember I remember listening to it I was driving around the footy oval because that's what I used to do back in the day just drive around the footy oval because I just didn't like standing still so I yeah. just drive my car yeah. even though I was sitting still driving so I made no, many a drive put, test around yeah there. exactly I know it was just and I remember listening to it going this is really fucking bad this is really bad like there's some Pox tracks on there yeah. and uh, yeah I, I think that just killed them they, they completely stagnated from there um, it shows how uh, quickly things could turn because they mm, were they were huge. as you said like they were really they were Matt pushing Stark, hot property they were another band like I, maybe the fever for me probably didn't have that massive single yeah like, you know, like I didn't have a scream aim fire I didn't have a wake of the wake demon or anything like that if it if that did that it would have you know propelled them even more and then temper temper kind of just everybody kind of stopped with them and then yeah it was kind of it was damage control from there yeah like, it really was like they they kind of they had to announce that they were dropping their label and they were trying to they were, we're going to go back to our heavy stuff trying to almost like a bit of a publicity stunt and remember that, the twenty second. And snippets they were putting out with yeah. Matt Tuck screaming again and yeah. everyone's just like I remember I lost my shit like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. yeah exactly it came out it was a really good album but it needed to come out before Temper Temper because everyone That's just exactly everyone now it's just like Avenge Avenge lost a lot of people with Hail to the King Nick like to go from Nightmare yeah. to Hail to the King was like but such they, a but they got bigger still they did but yeah. like it's probably a bad example but like a lot of people shit canned Avenge when they did Hail to the King like you're not fucking Metallica but yeah. like now that, that album was like when you look back at it now it was that like good still that it's propelled them to a, another well, kind of level. Eventually, these guys, stage, yeah. Bullet just it didn't like the temper temper. There wasn't a song there where people are like, eh. Well, Avenged was people were saying that about Avenged at at their self titled. People were hating the self titled yeah. album. Remember, I remember when like because like, we we kind of got an Avenged a bit after that, probably about a half a year, a year after self titled dropped. But I remember a lot of people saying that's where they turned. That's where yeah. they went to shit because it was more of a hard rock album than a metal album. Which you can argue either way. There's some hard rock tracks on there. There's some metal tracks on there. So yep. you know you can argue it. But like that's where a lot of people turned. And I feel like every album since that's where people it's kind of pinpointing where they turn like a lot of people say nightmares where they turned mm. a lot of people say that nah hail the king is in the stage haven't heard much about stage so i can't oh, really I'll comment. show you that i got it on I, i've heard this the album i haven't heard much of the response that's okay the i haven't heard much of the fan reception Decent. they're still doing the stage tour at the moment around the oh world. yeah and they and they should have headlined downloaded with it like realistically like, <laughs> it it would, well, like they haven't done it yet it makes all the sense in the world they, it would have been four years since they've toured i just I need a book download, Nathan. and that's uh, I'm putting my job application up for it because uh, I, I'm I'm sick of these idiots booking shit lineups. Nah, that's not too bad. I don't mind it. But Nathan, uh, unpopular opinion oh, is God. back. Oh. Uh, I'm in the crystal spirit, Nathan. You uh, are. You're in a so I'm, you're in a giving mood. I'm in the giving mood. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna stick to our genres here. I want to. Okay. I want to. I want to give our genres a week off. 
because, you know, I feel like I'm picking on them too much. Uh, Moshku Pick Coordinator always sends me death threats every time I put an unpopular opinion so out. So should. Because he always disagrees. I can't remember. What was my last week's one? I can't even remember. That's how good it was. It was something. I was a uh, guest vocalist on the yes, on live. Guess, yeah. And, and he's, local shows, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like as much as you, you would you would fucking p- call me out on stage diving, I never had a guest vocalist on my uh, on, on the stage when we used to play. So you wouldn't allow it. You I wouldn't even allow us to sing. Nah, fuck that. I'd take all, the, I'd take all four microphones, put them in the middle of the stage, <laughs> <laughs> quadruple my sound. <laughs> That's what I had to do when we played Bang because that was because yeah, all you yeah, can hear is drums. Even hear, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, I loved it. But, still, still our best show. So this is this is a bit of a different one, but I, this is why we kind of put it. I'm towards excited the back to hear of the this. Show. Excited. <laughs> yeah, Nate. A lot of people who grew up in our time period, yes. uh, we grew up probably like we're what we're 93, so we'll say like three years either side. A lot of the time for us, the first experience of mainstream rap music was from a guy called Marshall Mavers by a guy called Slim Shady, a guy called Eminem. I need, I need, um, oh boy. I, Nathan, I need people because during that time we really loved him. Yes. We really did. And a lot of people consider him to be one of the best ever. Yes. Best ever rappers, best ever lyricists. I need people to start taking their rose tinted glasses. Oh Nathan. God. Oh no. I really do. I need, I, I wanna, I'm just going to go on a bit of a rant here about this because he's just released a new album called Survival. Uh, American flag cover. Bullshit, bullshit album cover. <laughs> would, would have won the worst one of the year. I don't know. Where this album might have won the worst album of the year. Oh, <laughs> oh. And I, everybody needs to get to a stage and you know, people have done this with, like, with bands like Korn and bands, like, oh, bands in our genres and bands in other genres where you need to realise when... <laughs> A, a time when an artist has passed it. <laughs> Eminem, Eminem is past it. I'm sorry, Nathan. I'm sorry, everybody who's a fan. He's past it. There's no. You look at okay. So I want to. I want to take you through just his kind of his his last few albums. Oh, I couldn't give uh, two shits okay, about the last. So one, but yeah. we got survival out now, yep. which is being panned by everybody. Yeah, being the most panned album of Eminem's career. Yes, everybody hates it for good reason. It's true. Can, can I butt in? Yes. I um I did text you last week saying it was one of the albums of the year. I said I said to Nick, I'm like Eminem should drop the album of the year. So I, I'll tell you, <laughs> in my defense, in my defense, I was on Spotify, Nick. I was at work. It was five thirty in the morning, and it was nowhere fast. So I, I was on random shuffle, and that was the first song I heard. So I said to Nick, I'm like, if that's the start of the fucking album, I'm like, this is the album of the year. So then it skipped along, Nick. Skipped along. Did, yep. his, did his merry old thing and. Yep. There was a fucking a, a zombie kind of cover fucking song. Yeah, and, um, there is there is a zombie cover, and there was a, a, a my uh, the rock and roll kind of cover. Song. Yeah, I love rock and roll by Joan love, Jett. Yep, and then there was um a couple of absolutely just. Tr- I, I'm with you, Nick. Continue. I'm sorry to take you off off of course. So continue. I want to like people always tell me, as I said before, they say Eminem is one of the best ever, and I used to always think this. Yes, I really did. I used to think he was the one of the best ever. I'm now starting to realise that you cannot put somebody who's had as poor of a catalogue as Eminem has had in the best ever. Uh, you really need to realise... A realize, lot of shit. Let's, right. let's just go through his albums, like his, on. his most recent ones. So we go through these latest, latest one. Yep. We, can, we can write that off. The Marshall Mathers LP2, and I'll, I'll get... I'll, I remember uh, us jamming this in the car. It's got a, it's got a couple of good songs. Rap it's God? not a good album. Rap God's a good song, yeah, not, yeah. A, not a good album. I'm the same. Uh, the album before that was Recovery... Not a great album. That's what I mean. When was his last great album? There's too, Re- much, too Re- much shit on his albums. Relapse was the one before that, which was his comeback after he went to uh, rehab. Should have yep. sta- stayed in rehab. Oh! Shit album. <laughs> 
Encore was before that. And Encore, as much as we look at that really nicely, I listened to that front to back yesterday. Oh, It's not that good. Oh, <laughs> now, what I'm saying is Eminem hasn't released a great album since the Eminem show, which was in 2002. Okay, That's there you go. 15, 15 years. years ago. He's, uh, he's Marshall Mathers LP is a classic. Yep. I'm not going to deny that. Yeah, Slim, Slim Shady LP is fantastic. Yeah, I don't know if it's a classic yeah. or not, but you, yeah. could, you could argue that. Eminem show is a great album. Awesome. He, that was the last time he was relevant. I, Eminem is somebody, and maybe not relevant, sorry. He, has, he hasn't been relevant for a while, but it hasn't been that long. Eminem is a classic guy. Every album that he puts out, he wins has, a Grammy. He, has, wins, he might win a Grammy. Yeah. He has one or two great songs on there, and yep. they'll, go, they'll chart really high. But what you'll realize is, Nathan, is recently, and this is after when he came back and did Relapse, which was a really trash album, didn't have a massive single on it. I can see exactly where you're going with he this. He just started incorporating all these pop stars. Oh, here. these guest artists. I knew he was going this there. This is the only oh, way he can get a hit anymore is that he is so out of touch and he's so irrelevant in yep. today's climate that he has to bring in Rihanna. He has to bring in Ed Sheeran. He's got Beyonce on the new album. He's got Pink. He's got Alicia, Alicia Keys. Keys. He's got Pink. Like These are the only ways he can get hits now because people know that without that, he can't he can't do anything like there's no there's no one no one gives a oh shit boy. about Eminem his last song that he actually released without a guest vocal was Rap God and that was a great song that's a very that's a rare exception because that only came out a few years ago so I can give and that, that was actually ripped off Nick it was actually a court case he's actually had to pay the, out on that exactly Berserk was a was a heavily uh, sampled song which is shit anyway Survival had a had a female hook on it but they ne- he never credited who it was yeah who it so, was yeah. like, I, can, I can only argue about that and it's funny because these last two albums he's obviously very self aware that he knows that he's not as relevant because the last album when you come out with something and you're like this new album is going to be called the Marshall Mavis LP 2 the, the sequel to the classic you know like every that's what got everyone excited holy shit this is going to be you know the album covers like the house and you know it was really exciting and then it's just kind of everybody kind of listened to it and went eh, it's kind of it's okay like he's, he's somebody who shows glimpses in every album and he shows glimpses of what we love about him yeah but there's a couple of songs on this album that uh, do there, that for there's me. a couple of songs I, I think there's probably one or two that I, I think it's quite decent did you like the flashback songs I like the second last song. That was the only song. That was the song that I think was the best song. It's kind okay. of like, it was almost like a kind of a, a reference to Stan in terms of like a songwriter, like writing They're it out. lyrics about it. Yeah. yeah um, so, he, and when he did this, the uh, the promotion. Now, what was the? Do you remember what the promotion was behind this album? No. Well, I it know was, it's anti-Trump shit. It was the BET. Uh, Cypher rap that he did at the BT Awards where he did that uh, the acapella rap in the parking lot where he just went at Trump, right? Very weird because I look at that and I go like... Oh, it's all anti-Trump. It's massive. It was very strange to me when he did that because like you can understand that like he starts the rap by going, oh, I forgot how I was supposed to start this. He knew exactly how he was going to start this. And and people are starting to come out now and go, oh, I think that that might have been a marketing stint. Are you fucking... Obviously, it was a fucking marketing stint. I could have told you the day of that happening. Oh, boy. It's no coincidence that a week later, he announced that he had a new album coming out. And it's very strange to me because I I don't know how his team around him can let him put this out. And, yep. be, and be so behind and think that this is going to really like pop off and get singles. He released Walk on Water with Beyonce and everybody, and he fought, like you can, I can only imagine he would have thought this is going to be like, you know, Monster with Rihanna, How which was that shit anyway. Album, that opened and it was a shit song and he thought that it was going to pop off and everybody kind of went, oh, this is pretty average. Then he released Untouchable, which is one of the worst songs of the year. His it, first six songs on that album were pretty shit. It's it's not, it's a yeah. bad album. No, it's, it's, some, it's something that you listen to and I, I like, as somebody who listens 
listens to a lot of hip hop, a lot of rap. Yep. I understand when somebody's out of touch with what's going on these days. And Eminem's somebody who's always kept pretty close to himself. He always has. Like he, when he gets features on uh, prior to like the last couple albums, yep. he would get like Drake or Lil Wayne, like the massive guys. Yeah, the but he does. Ones. I don't the know. If, I don't know if this guy's listening to current rap now. He's a, he's a rap nerd in terms of like he's the past, the greats. Yeah. But I don't know if he's listening to much that's going on now because he sounds so out of touch. There's a couple of there's a couple of songs Nick where he actually tries to do modern kind of rap like. But the way the way he raps, yeah, and he got a guest on one of them. It had the modern sound. I don't know what track it is, but I know exactly. There would what have been saying. the one with Fresher on it. That was a guy called Fresher. Yeah, that would have and been. they do like the triplet thing. They do yeah. the triplet thing with the rap. Yeah. And it, it's just one of those things that like I don't I don't want everybody to sound like Migos and that because I don't really like Migos anyway. But like I don't want everybody to sound like you know the new guy. And I like I love bands who stick to their sound in certain yep. ways, but. This just sounds like, I don't know, it's one of those things that Eminem's music hasn't aged well. As much as what everybody loves, he's got some great tracks. And I say this begrudgingly because he's heavily rumored to be the Coachella headliner, which we'll be going to. So it's one of those things where I wish this album was fantastic because it would make me want to see him even more. But like, and I, I love a lot of his older so- songs. The Way I Am is one of the best rap songs, and Stan are two of the best rap songs ever to me. Like, I think The Way I Am is just his best song, period. And I think Stan is a full blown rap song, is the, one of the best rap songs ever. You know what I mean? So I like The Way I Am more. Stan Sensation. Yeah, and like it's very hard not to like Stan, especially when yeah. you watch the video clip. It's just a really great, it's just a really great piece of art. That's yeah, the difference. Yeah. But he's somebody who just hasn't done that in so long, and I don't understand why people can consider him one of the greats when he hasn't put out a great album in fifteen years. It's so like I like I look at the guys like and yeah, you know, I, I, it's hard because you got to take out people like Biggie and Tupac because they died at like very extreme circumstances. They died in like their pinnacle. You know yes. what I mean? So like it's very easy. They to look, got even bigger it, afterwards. Yeah, it's very yeah. easy to look back at them with rose tinted lenses and because they never got their full career out it's very like that's a very extreme case so you put them to the side and you're putting Eminem even with the current guys like Drake is better than Eminem now like yeah. he, he's past him Lil Wayne's better than Eminem now 50 Cent when you look at the aging of his music and how big he was at the time in America 50 Cent's bigger than Eminem so is Jake Jay Cole right now is more relevant than Eminem like uh, Kendrick is much more like Kendrick's somebody that, uh, that Dre yeah. was one of the big guys in signing Kendrick and making him a massive star and you know Eminem took him on tour and you think that like it's so crazy to see uh, Kendrick release Damn this year, which was such a big album. And was, album of the year. Yeah, well, was just, yeah, won so many yeah, albums. It's got to win the Grammy. If, what, if Eminem's album wins the Grammy over that, it's something. Oh, like, I, yeah. I'd be surprised if it was nominated. I really yeah. like and But like Damn coming out and making such massive waves. And like, you know, I was lucky enough to see the first ever performance of that at this year's Coachella because it dropped on the Friday. So that was Fucking really hell. that was really cool. So you saw a humble bang. Yep. Yeah. At, um, at Coachella, which was really cool. Uh, and they finished with that. And that was uh, that was a really cool moment. And But like, you had to see that and then to see. Somebody who Kendrick would have looked up to, of course, yep. for so long, put out such a mediocre album. And like, such, like, even like, I've seen so many people come out and like, it's hard because not many rappers can come out and trash Eminem because they understand that a lot of rappers of like, careers have taken nosedives after making fun of Eminem. I think Ja Rule used to do did that once yeah. and his career went to the toilet. Yeah, because like and he doesn't need to do anything. Like Eminem doesn't need to move a finger and just the, the fans will just attack him and like it'll be gone. Like you know what I mean? Like it's just one of those things with Eminem. Uh, yeah. Because he's, he's, he's a white rapper and that's a, and that's it's another that, thing. Yeah. But also like he's got that catalogue Nick when you look back like you name the few hmm. the first few albums that he's done, it's like any kind of band. It's like A C D C their first few albums that they did 
they've lived off that for their career in Back in Black. What yeah. are they released since Back in Black? Well, that's, you're, and they you're sold, right. they, they did a career, they had a career for forty years, well, thirty five years after it. You know, definitely, so like, yeah. But he, Eminem's released big songs since. It's just yeah. they haven't been good. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. like, like every. But album, he's living off that past. Oh yeah, it, yeah, for sure. And it's it's one of those things that he's never been able to recapitulate that sound. I I don't, I don't like when bands try and go back to their old sound yeah. because it always sounds forced to me. Yeah, you remember gotta, when Linkin Park be, with the Hunting Party? Like, yeah. I liked it, decent album, but it should have come out third, third or fourth. Yeah, exactly. And it's not, one of not six or seven. It's when, it's one yeah. of those things where like when bands try and do that, it just doesn't. It never hits. And you know, Marshall Mathers LP is a perfect example. Didn't hit as much as what he wanted it to. Yeah. And it's just like my, my overall. You're right. The, the whole unpopular opinion is like. I need people to understand, reevaluate your thoughts on him. Like it's okay, I you know, it's okay to love old Eminem. I love old yeah. Eminem. I think, but he was somebody who back in the day he was he was the anti-hero. Like yeah. realistically, he was somebody who uh, went up, went against people that people were too scared to go against. You know, went, yeah, he, he didn't give a it's shit. It's funny how right. he used to go against Hillary Clinton, and now he's Hillary Clinton's biggest fan. I find yeah. that funny. He used to be he used to be, uh, he used to like Trump, and yeah. now he, and now all of a sudden because he's president, him. he hates There's him very. Photo of him shaking hands. With yeah, himself, uh, yeah, Trump likes yeah. Trump used to like him, and I think a lot of Eminem marketing uh, with this big because he dropped this big BET cipher Yep. And uh, after that, I feel like he was hoping that Trump would respond on Twitter because Trump's very active on Twitter. Trump's great. Yeah, man. Trump's a fucking hilarious. <laughs> He's hilarious in everything he says. But Trump just kind of went, no, I'm not going to worry about it. Why, why, why bother? Right. And I think Eminem That's was. What he wanted. I think yeah. Eminem was expecting him to, to tweet back yeah. at him and then get into a bit of a verbal altercation. And then once he didn't, he kind of just went. He's a bit oh, lost. Well, where, where do I go? Yeah, where, like, where does it go from here? Well, I've already yeah. written this, written these songs, so I kind of can't really do much. I have to release them. Mm. It just, it's, it's a very forced subject. And like I've heard. People say this where they go, like, it sounds like he's trying to, like, you know, like, he's he's kind of, um he's already said, like, during his cipher that you need to, like, if you're a fan of his and you're a fan of Trump's, you need to choose, right? Which is very odd because most people who are, like, you know, what the typical Eminem fan is a white American, like, a red state American, red realistically, man. because, like, he went at people that, you know, you shouldn't go against. And that was the cool thing about it back in the day. But now, going against Trump and, like, you know... Trump again, had over 100 million people vote for him. Well, he... it's Because when, when you look at it, you go, like... He used to be the guy who would go against the anti-mainstream guys. Like, you go against the people that weren't supposed to go at, but, like, wasn't normal. It wasn't normal to go against him. Going against Trump is the most mainstream thing you can possibly do. At the moment, At the yeah. moment, there's, like... If anybody says, like... If a comedian starts to tell a Trump joke, I just turn it off. Because it's just, like... I, I've heard them all. I, just, yeah. I don't care. Like, you know, it's so boring to me now. The, like, he's been he's been in there for a year. The world's still going. Nothing's Legit, real. yeah. He's just... He's passed a really good tax bill that people still complain about. 80% of Americans will be uh, get tax cuts there. So that's a fantastic figure as well. And then they all complain about... The, oh, don't worry. That's a different story. Anyway, <laughs> uh, it's just a skill, Mike. But it's it's just one of those things, Dave. I don't understand this. It, it sounds like the whole like black. He's almost like kind of he's a white dude, kind of almost like protesting Black Lives Matter. And it's kind of, it sounds forced. It sounds like he's just trying to appeal to the black audience. To if me. he was black, would it, if would he have been the size that he is? Would he just been just another no, ordinary rapper? No yeah. way, no way. Uh, it's it's the marketing po- it's the marketing potion with so him. That's like, what it is. And yeah. it's not. Like, I'm, I'm not saying he's not good. He's a fantastic rapper. And like, yeah, he's a. Per- it was a perfect storm when Eminem came out. Yep. But it is you, you have to face reality. Like, yeah. you know, he's like for, for a white rapper to come out in that climate as well to come out and be like, you know, the biggest thing in well, it's all timing, mate. In, like in no say. more than two or three years, yeah. he's the biggest thing in rap. And like, then he was for about three or four years the biggest thing, and then he got went to rehab, and then he kind of came back and nothing was the same. So post rehab hasn't been the same, but what was your first Eminem song? What's your first memory? Uh, my first memory, I remember a cassette I bought. Uh, it was Lose Yourself and Cleaning Out the Closet with the two. It was, on the, it was on the single. It was on like a single cassette tape. So or post, like that. obviously, was it post 8 Mile? 
That yeah would have been just the after Amar, yeah. and like those were the two songs. I just remember cleaning up closet. I had no idea what it meant. Like I just thought it meant. I thought it was teaching me how to clean my room. But I, <laughs> <laughs> like, I really and, and lose yourself was just iconic. Like it still is. It yeah, still it is. Not, oh, it's, it's still it plays at every song. fucking nightclub in Melbourne still, probably on a Saturday night at yeah. some stage. Like for me, my my first bloody memory of Eminem, I'll, I'll never forget it. I was plumbing with my dad. I think I was nine years old, eight years old, and um he had an apprentice at the time, and um. He had one of the Eminem CDs and it had with it, without me on it, and I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, good song. And I was just like, okay. And yeah. I remember singing it like the the next few days when I was working with him, just mucking around. I was like, wow, who's this guy? Yeah. And then from there, like obviously, he blowed up. Well, he blew up, and like, on Channel Ten in the mornings, we had obviously I think it was TV hits had all the the top twenty songs and videos and stuff, and he was on there. And like you say, he just blew up to the point where he was the biggest thing in music and. It all hit him. It hit him hard. He had a had a divorce, bad divorce, and um, obviously went into a drug rehab clinic and put on, I think it was twenty kilos. He was looked overweight, and people yeah. were just like, "What's happened to Eminem?" And like, it happens, Nick, in life. Like, you, you you go through shit, and sometimes people don't know how to respond and come out of it. So like, yeah. he's thinking, "I've made millions of dollars doing what, like, doing rap. I can go back and do it." And like you say, he's released a couple of really good songs with co like co artists actually propel it to the levels where it is but like is he still as good now as what he was in 1995 when he dropped that ep 96 like he's not as hungry no. he's made his millions it's, like it, he's reaching at trump here like it doesn't look that really good for him it's one of those things where he's actually come out and admitted that the album's not good and he doesn't you he hasn't said do that, that but he yeah. hasn't he actually hasn't said it but he said it without saying it he said yeah, it will, when when he said have you heard about all like what do you think of all the criticism and he's like oh well this album is for is not for everybody it's for just my core fans that's a way of saying my album's shit yeah. and i'm sorry <laughs> like no no way like that's just a better way of saying that as much as people might say no no like it's that's not that's not what he's saying at all it is like it's 100% it is oh, like he it needs is. you can't admit defeat and that's the best that's the only way he could say it without actually saying i fucked up and this isn't as good as what it should be and unfortunately, Unfortunately, this is what we got now. And like, you're right. Like Eminem still has, he has spurts during this album. Like every now and then there'll be a verse that's decent and there'll oh, be some, shit, yeah. and, but like, then you're like, and will there be songs that take off here? Hell yeah. Like the Ed Sheeran song's got pop, it's got charts written all over it. It's like, already on the radio. The Pink song's really? already on the radio. Well, the, 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 the Sheeran song's already on the radio. Well, there you go, I, yeah. I actually thought it was an Ed Sheeran song. Like just like, I thought well, it was replayed like over Eminem's track, but yeah. it's a proper. Well, every thing for Ed it. Sheeran song goes to number one anyway. So he's like, if you want to get any artist to like nearly guarantee, like if I released an EP, Nathan, and I had, had a, a guess and I spot. had, yeah, and I had Beyonce, Ed Sheeran, Alicia Keys, and Pink on four of my tracks, I would hope one of them did the t- crack the oh, top for sure. 10. Like, cause I would be very disappointed if I couldn't fucking put my own, like I couldn't put that to top 10. Have you got an order or a favorite out of those four? Out of those four, probably Obviously Beyonce's last, probably the, uh, probably the Ed Sheeran one. Cause I quite, I don't mind Ed Sheeran's voice. And I kind of, I, Ed Sheeran's very, in a cheat song. He's yeah. very, he's very likable. Ed Sheeran. He really, he's, he's a, just a good dude. Isn't yeah. He? He's, he's good. Well, he's good to watch in, get interviewed. Everyone, like everyone really likes a dude. And like, I'm, you know, I'm not a massive fan of his music. I think he's got some good songs, but I wouldn't buy an album of his, but he's, I've no, it's good. It was X, the one that was at number one for like 25 weeks every, or something. Every fucking Ed Sheeran album's there. I'm number one for 25 uh, weeks now, isn't it? I remember buying that. It was, it was Boxing Day. I got the DVD, got everything that went with it. So I haven't listened to it, Nick. So <laughs> I've got it in my collection. But like you review, say... Review coming next week. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's my that's my rant on Eminem. Uh, like, you know, I am... If he gets announced for Coachella, as he is very much heavily rumoured to be... Uh, I I'll will, be excited. I will be excited. But at the same time, I just hope that... Yo, like I'm more excited for the collaborations that he does with the new with the new songs if he brings anybody out because that's what Coachella is kind of all about anyway. Nathan, we'll move on. I'm tired now. <laughs> I'm tired from ranting. He's ranted out. I'm ranted out. 
I do want a packet of M&Ms, but that's okay. Uh, throwback time, Nathan. We're going to finish this bad boy off. We are already peaking right now. Uh, what have we got for me? We're finishing big. Okay, what do we got? We are finishing with a flashback to 2006 in music, Nick Brown. Okay. So we're going to start off. So we're going to flashback to a festival that we're going to next year. Coachella. Oh, Coachella. Beautiful. So we're going to flashback with a few artists that played the 06 version of Coachella. Oh, so, Jesus. This is before it started selling out too. Yeah, so it's it's a decent lineup. It's not great. Like, it, it's okay, these names. you got you got Akon. Akon. Fuck, he was a big deal back then too. He was. One Republic. Oh, big deal as well, yep. Scissor Sisters. Oh, I love Scissor Sisters, yep. Yeah, Daft Punk. Daft Punk's huge. Eagles of Death Metal. Well, this is, yeah, this is before they got shot up. Curry yeah. and Cambria. Yep. James Blunt. Yep. You had Kanye. Kanye. Oh, what did you have Kanye? Kanye in 06. Did you headline? No. Yeah, let's just say probably... You had... Have, yeah, it would have been close. You had Tool. Oh. You had Madonna. Oh. Madonna? <laughs> Madonna. You're kidding. What a lineup. So there's... What a diverse, that diverse what a mate. What a diverse yeah. lineup that is. It shows how much they've changed as well. That's they've, what I'm saying. They've gone so much more down the rapper kind of route. I knew, I knew you'd like that. I like so, it. Um, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of that. And um, we're going we're gonna to flashback, so... From there, we're going to go to Big Day Out. So obviously, our probably our favourite festival growing up, Big Day Out in Australia. So we had bands like The White Stripes. Yes, big band. Would have headlined. We had Airborne. A little band at the time. Franz Ferdinand. Would have been close to it. Iggy and the Stooges. Big act. Kings of Leon. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> we had Wolfmother. Big act. We had Mars Volta. Ooh, nice. Have I said Iggy, Iggy and the Stooges? You did, but you okay. can say, say him again. Living in. Living in. We had Cog. Cog. Parkway. Parkway. And then we had Mudvayne. Jesus Christ. So decent, decent lineup. So man. who was headlining? White Stripes were, obviously. White Stripes and then Iggy and Franz Ferdinand. They were the three. Nice. And then from there we go to Download, Nick. So Download 06. So, oh, my God. So this is going to be... Uh, I don't know where Nick's going to... Have a drink. Get your drink ready. Yeah, no, I'm worried. I'll start from the bottom. Skin Dread played. Mm. That's a good gap. They had Billy Talent. Oh, yep. Oh. Bring Me the Horizon. Oof. They had Trivium. Oof. They had Older Bridge, Full of My Valentine, Alice in Chains, Stone Sour. All right, this is where you're going to have to raise your drink. I got a drink first. Raise your drink. And we had Avenged. Avenged? 2006 Avenged, that was before, that was probably Wake of the, was that even Wake of the Fallen? Yeah, it was. We got Corn. Oh. Corn, nice period. We got your favourite band of all time, Guns N' Roses. I don't like Guns N' Roses. (laughs) And then we got three absolute monsters where you're probably going to fall off your chair. Can I guess? Go. Is Prodigy one of them? Yep. Oh my God. Are they really? Yep. Oh, this would have been amazing. Metallica? Yep. Oh, fuck, I'm on fire. Uh, You'll definitely get this too. I'll get it. You will. Uh, System of a Down? No. Damn it. Nah, I don't know. Give it to me. Deftones. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> Couldn't believe you didn't say Deftones, Nick Brown. Oh. So there's three, like, there's three diverse lineups there. So obviously Download was just... It's the best. <laughs> yeah, absolutely huge. And that's why Download's the best festival in the world. I was going to look at Rock Am Ring, but I'm, I'm going to leave that for a... I'm actually just going to have a Rock Am Ring as a flashback. So uh, yeah. that, that'd be like a different it. flashback. But um, Rock Am Ring's still going. It's not as big as what it used to be, if it is. It's still big. It's just yeah. we don't, and we don't hear about it as much. I remember yeah. back in the day, they used to like I, we used to froth Rock Am Ring videos on YouTube and that. Like they used to be the best things yeah, ever. Yeah, right. And now I just don't. Oh, nine I don't, to twelve. Yeah. I don't see as many anymore. I don't like. I don't know why. It's just a bit weird to me. But but Nick, we're, we're going to move to album. So yes, looking at two thousand and six. So we were both thirteen, and that was really like so. Obviously, going to year seven from in high school and. That was really, I think, my first year where I started properly paying attention to 
to music. So like, obviously growing up in primary school, we're all mucking around in bands, playing Offspring songs, Living End songs and Jet songs and stuff like that. But um, then we got to, to high school and like you, you meet all these new people and like, you got different like different sets of people that listen to, diff- listen to different sets of music. So like, not that it mattered to us, but like obviously you had bands that have come out with well albums. So for me, like you can tell us I listen to music this time. My Chemical Romance released The Black Parade. Ooh, big album which is an absolutely huge album. So Bullet released The Poison. Yep, huge album. So that, that divided people in, obviously, AU level with screaming and stuff. So obviously not a lot of people would listen to that. Yep. You had Alexis on Fire Crisis, which is a top 10 album of me still. I, I still mm-hmm. think that is just fucking unbelievable. Yep. You got Lamb of God with Sacrament. Yep. Bring Me the Horizon with Count Your Blessings. You got Under Oath, who their best, their biggest album by length of the straight is to fight the Great Line. Yeah. And it's by far their best one. You had Muse come out with Black Holes and Revelations, their Oof. best album. You had Killers with their best album, Samstown. So Oof. you had Killswitch with As Daylight Dies. Oof. You had, buddy, bands like Wolfmother releasing their global Grammy-winning, buddy, self-titled album. Oof. You had Three Days Grace with One X. You had also Anti-Flag for Blood and Empire, Nick. I'm just your, I'm One just, of my favourites. I'm just your hype guy right now. Woo. And then we had, we went and saw a, a gig last year, The Living End, playing all their albums in full. We went and saw State of Emergency, which was very, what, very what lucky. What year was that? How long ago was that? Or was it two years ago? Two years? That was about five years ago. That would be when four we, years when ago. When we went and saw that? I reckon. I reckon. Hey, you, keep, you keep talking. I've got the poster on my, in my room. I just got to go find it. Keep, okay. Keep and, okay. And we're going to move to probably my favourite album of the year, which was... Rise Against the Sufferer and The Witness, which is at least a top three album for me of all time still. So in 06, the, the funny part, you can definitely tell I started listening to that, to music at that stage, because I own almost every single one of those albums, except for Bring Me's Count Your Blessings, which I'm pretty sure Nick does, so <laughs> it rounds it out. I do not hope <laughs> okay, I would never own nah, that well, fucking um, album. <laughs> that, that was um back with um Bring Me In Their Fucking Death Metal Days, but... um. Really, really big album, like a really big year for albums. There, like a, a lot of bands that, like we we hold dear to our hearts, like growing up with music. So at the time, obviously pop punk was very popular. So My Chemical Romance with the emo kids yeah. and shit like that. That uh, that Muse, that, Black Holes, and Revelations. Nick, that uh, that Living End tour, five years ago. Oh fuck me! It feels like yesterday. <laughs> you know they play. I remember them playing because they. What they did, they played an album, an album in full a night, and they uh, they released an album of Damn each, it. and they and then they had to put on extra shows. They played the corner, I think it was twelve nights in a row, sold yeah, out every huge. fucking show, and they played the original, their uh, self titled, three or four times. Like, and yeah. it was just something like that's something that you know that shows some real fucking like that's how fucking how many fans would have bought tickets to multiple shows there, like you know going like fuck yeah I want to see the I want to see this album this album like because you know for a lot of kids like that's one of those albums that people grew up with like you know or, well a Living End album whichever one it is so like they'd be like fuck yeah I want to go see that one that's iconic to me like oh it's modern artillery yeah modern artillery was probably me as well and it's a perfect like kind of a uh, a scenario where it's just it's a nice clean hour set and it's just like it's just. Easy. It's just pure joy. It's pure like it's Beers. pure nostalgia for me. But what are we playing, Nathan? After all that, you got you've named off well, about, again about forty seven thousand three hundred twelve albums. So well, that's that's the beauty of this flashback segment, Nick. So like you, you flashback and you you look back and you have memories of all those albums and all those like bands that we've seen live and yeah. from there like Rise Against is probably the standout like for both of us at that stage. They were they were the band for us and the the song for us. That whole album is still like such a good album. It's probably going to be. Uh, well, actually, I'll leave this one to Nick, but there's three or four songs on The Suffering and The Witness. We could go here. 
I know it's one of those things where like I'm I'm looking at the track list right now and is this is this a classic album? Do you think like for you? Oh fuck yeah! This yeah, is a top I, three album. Yeah, all time I think me. it's yeah probably top ten for me. So yeah, probably at least a personal classic. I don't know if it's an overall classic. So, I think, I think I, in I punk, know. I think in like new like the the two thousands era of punk that was easily in the top. Well, yeah, it was two thousand six. Yeah, Shit, I got two thousand seven written on my damn what, on, on Apple Music. What's going on? Oh, that's a re release. That's why. Yeah. I was gonna say it's a bit weird. Uh, yeah, we have got so many songs we could go for. I'm just gonna go for the acoustic one now. I'm, not, so, I'm gonna. I'm gonna how go many for, of these songs are we covered? How many songs have we covered? I think it's only two or three. Two or three we covered. Oh, I'm pretty sure we, we've drummed and sang these to a lot back in the, the iPod days. We definitely played Ready to Fall. Uh, we definitely played Drones. We played Good Left Undone um, back in the day. And I think that might be it. I think that might be the three. But we wanted to play other songs, but, you know, but, uh, barring other people not being having the ability to play it if you want a fucking G chord. It's true. Um, <laughs> Oh god, I, I hope they listen to this too. So, so do I. So, I, I need, I'm gonna tag him. I'm gonna tag into this. But uh, uh, look, I'm just gonna I'm gonna put my finger on a uh, on a button. I'm gonna Go close on, my eyes, pick a song. I'm this excited. Rise against the album's gonna be Suffer of the Witness coming out in 2006. The song is. I knew it.
rise again, just ready to fall. It's funny how some songs, like, as you say before, they just take you back to a certain time, don't they? It's like, how how old that song is now, Nathan? It's crazy. It's I don't, 11 years old. They could have they could have done a 10-year anniversary last year, and it would have been beautiful. We were going to play it at Bank. We had we pitched the idea. Yeah, we, had, we did pitch the idea, actually. Yeah, just, that, we, we needed a... That's a good idea, actually. We still we still could do that. Like, we don't... We don't want to care. Just have a Rise Against Night. A Rise night. Against Night would be a perfect night. Nick, I, I wanted to be in a Rise Against cover band. That's how obsessed I was at one stage. <laughs> what would be... Hang on. If you were in a Rise Against cover band, just before we get out, uh, what would be your close... First opening song, sorry, if you had to choose, and your closing song. Oh, fuck's sake. Chamber the Cartridge to open. Yep. Good choice. Good choice. And probably, oh, fuck's sake, probably Saviour to finish. Like I, I looked, I just, it's funny. I went on their Spotify page. Yeah. That has a hundred more million, like, downloads than the next best one. It was a hundred. Saviour? 154 mil. It's almost a hundred. It was 74 to You're kidding me. It's crazy because, like, I like. I, Save is huge. I, I think I always thought that Suffer was their best album by an absolute stretch, and a lot of people will tell me appeal to reason is, that yeah. appeal to reason is, and it's like you know, it shows that it's a great argument. It's a great, it's a great album. Collapse is one of my favorite uh, Rise Against song. I still remember That'd be in the set. Remember that? Remember uh, uh, Big Day Out 2010 when uh, they come out, Rise Against come out to play. And they open with collapse, and you see everybody running, running to the fucking mosh pit, and we oh, just jumped, we jumped in there. It's one of the roughest mosh pits I think I've ever been in. That was the so, whole. That's still one of my favorite gigs. Oh, it's unbelievable! That was something. That was something else like that. that that's when they started. That's where our love started from. Oh, I, or I remember going in. I was listening to all their songs on the train, but then after seeing it, I was just like. Yeah, exactly. It was just like, and then they, you know, they came back two years later, played uh, with Sick of It All and uh, Break Even, I think it was. Break Even. Like they play, you know, they, they've been down a few times and they perform really well every time. I think uh, Tim's, oh, just Tim's losing his voice a little bit every time, yeah. like as he comes through. They're playing again next year, which, you know, I, I'm with you. I'm kind of at this, I'm on the fence where I think like I might pick up a ticket a, a week before, depending. Like I think I need to check out what, they're one of those bands, I feel like I need to check out what they're playing. Yeah, you need to set this. Because I want to I see if it's worth my time because, you know, mm. now they've released an album that I'm not a fan of really and the last two yeah, Wolves. are okay like, I don't Wolves, mind Wolves not bad dude is it? as yeah. an album yeah like, the more I listen to it like the after hearing the well I had the top 100 songs on Spotify and yeah. there's a few of their songs in there and there's a few really really good ones but it's interesting Nick so next week we're going to have the we've got a New Year's Eve special so next week's going to be an interesting one we're going to make our predictions uh, our 2018 yeah. predictions it's we're going to make uh, we're going to kind of make some big bold claims on what's going to happen uh, it's going to be a good show because you know there might not be as much music, but you know we've only had two things to review this time, and we've taken an hour and a half of your time up. So who fucking cares? <laughs> and also, um, I'm going to be giving uh, as like towards the end a uh, our Coachella predictions as well because that will be released, awesome. That that'll be released the week after. It should be. We're not. 100%. You'll definitely be the one suited. So that. yeah, I'll I'll be I'll be writing up my ones and uh, kind of everybody's predictions, and because it's cool to see uh, what other genres are doing sometimes, especially a festival that big, especially a festival we're going to. So yep. it, make, it makes all the sense in the world to try and do. But Nathan, it's going to be a big show. It's gonna, I've worked out my flashback already as well. Oh, that's even better. I'm excited. And yeah. the week after, of course, we will be doing our full unified preview, Ooh, which is gonna huge. be which is gonna be huge, completely unified based. Uh, I don't care if any albums are released. And I'm the not, one after that's post unified. That, the it, one after a, that's post unified. It's, it's it's one of those times if you're not a fucking subscriber to the show. I mean, should I put this on both channels? I'm not sure. Oh, we'll for sure. May as well. we'll work it out, it out we'll put this one out and then uh, we'll try and get people over to the, the new channel because of course if you are listening to this on the uh, old channel just the standard total 90 do yourself a favor type in backbone sunday sessions in that search bar and click the new channel because this will be probably the last one that we post on both because we can't we want to try and distance, away. Our, distance yeah. ourselves and kind of create our own little audience and so we know that they're listening for the right reasons they're just listening because we're lumped in with a premier league podcast but <laughs> 
Nathan, it's Christmas time for everybody who is listening. Of course, have a Merry Christmas. If you're yes. listening to this on Christmas Day, what are you doing? Go visit people, I guess. And uh, if have you're listening drinks. to this over the next few days, I hope you had a good Christmas, Boxing Day, day after Boxing Day. It's going to be a beautiful time to be alive. Go to the cricket, drink some beer, have some ham. It's a, it's a beautiful time. Nathan, got anything to say? I'm excited. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Backbone Sunday Sessions. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the new channel. Type it in on your iTunes, your Stitcher, whatever you need to type it in on for Android or iPhone listeners. We'll be back next week with our 2018 predictions, our big calls. Thank you guys very much. See you next time.